0: Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome back. You're listening to Besties with Benefits.
1: (laughs) Benefits? (laughs) Benefits?
0: Welcome to season two. I hope you listened to our trailer. We have so much in store for you guys. Um, And if you're listening to this now, make sure to not go back and listen to season one because season two is going to be
1: so much better. You can't say that. As soon as you tell people not to do something, that's exactly what they're going to do. Can we talk about why we're in this Um, quarantine? We were told to not go outside. That's that's not I It's called reverse psychology. (laughs) we totally forgot to introduce ourselves i'm mikey and i'm helga
0: and we are two best friends originally from boston and now we live in houston h A-H town and oh h town h town are, are, wait hold up one thing are you now officially houstonian no <laughs> <laughs> so you're still a bostonian living in
1: houston I'm a Helga living in Houston. I'm a Helga. I don't wanna even Houston. be identified as a Bostonian. I'm just then Helga what are you? living in Houston. H Town, Helga Town. Oh, I kinda like that. Helga Town. <laughs> First of all, H Houston loves me. Okay. Oh yes they do. We're gonna get into that this season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Back up. <laughs> that's that's
0: for another episode. <laughs> so this episode is going to be called we are not the same no um so if you have listened to season one you will hear us reread it over and over in our naive selves that we were the same person and we just wanted um this episode for us to take a stroll through the last couple months and tell you guys and explain to you guys
1: how we came to the conclusion that we are not similar not at all not at all Mm -hmm. um So I think for us to uh, kind of set the scene, we have to rewind all the way back to spring of last year. So spring and fall is kind of when there was a a number of situations that happened that kind of dominoed into us realizing that we're not the same. Mm -hmm. So bear with us while we rewind. We're gonna take it back a little. Make Um, it gonna set the scene. Yeah, we're gonna set the scene and it'll give you guys a really, really good understanding of where we are now, where our friendship is now Mm -hmm. and how we've actually been able to fortify our best friendship as opposed to allowing those particular situations to-
0: Grow us apart.
1: Yeah, to grow us apart,
0: because it definitely could've. It could've, it got a little ugly. Anywho, so let's go back. So, as we've mentioned a lot on the podcast, last season, um, last spring, we were festivaling a lot. Um, First went to Coachella, as you guys know, and if you guys have heard about, we had a great time. And that was a time where Helga and I bonded and we thought we were literally the same person. A couple months later, two months later, we went to another festival, and this one was called Movement in Detroit. It was only techno. And if you don't know what techno is, you can go on Google or you can go on YouTube. Why don't you
1: do your sound effects, (laughs) Zadio? For hours, (laughs) that's what techno
0: is. And I love me some techno. And at the point, I didn't realize how much I love techno. Um, And so that was like a really big awakening. So at Coachella, it's a diverse set of music. So there was something, some shows for me. There were some shows for Helga. We were able to compromise and do a little bit of everything. But at Movement, it's just that for four days straight, night and day. (laughs) All day. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Uh, So even when I was planning... My festival season last year, the original plan was to go to Coachella with Helga, but then I was supposed to go to movement by myself or with my friends from Boston who are also in the techno scene. But at the time, because Helga and I thought we were the same person, I was like, you know, you should come with me. You're going to love it so much. Yeah.
1: And yeah. But I think like at the time, too, like I was very much uh, still doing a lot of self-discovery of who I was, what I like, what I didn't like. So in that sense, I was picking up on a lot of your interests, your activities, your hobbies, um, to try and figure out who Helga was. What does Helga like? Because for so long, Helga just always did what everybody else liked and never really knew what I liked. So in that sense, I, I was morphing into your life and mm-hmm. the things that you liked. And that's crazy because like, I don't even know. Did I ever ask you what you liked? I don't think so. I think it was <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm doing this. Come along. Like You kind of took a little bit of, of dominance and I get it because at the time I didn't really project my voice. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't as vocal as I am now. Of yeah. Things like, I don't want to do that shit. I'm not going like, mm-hmm. I didn't have the voice that I have now. Definitely. So it would make sense why you took lead. And I think in a sense, I'm appreciative that you did because through this experience of like you taking lead, I wasn't able to see like, no, like I have a voice. I'm an individual. I'm who I am. And I need to make sure that that's projected in that, you know that's known Mm -hmm. so to break it down a little bit so we get some
0: movement all day long i'm loving it living my best life like meeting my old friends again and like we were just dancing for like literally dancing for like seven eight hours straight um and as day two comes around ish i start to see helga retract like she was just like standing off beside me watching me videoing me not really in it and I'm the type of person that when I like something and I'm in uh like I'm out I want the people around me to be as equally about whatever I'm mm. about so for me I love going out with or going out by myself and meeting up with other hardcore techno people and that makes me happy if the people that I'm with aren't for that ride or not enjoying themselves, that takes away from the experience for me. So like I could see that Helga wasn't enjoying herself. And then so then I wasn't enjoying myself anymore. But this was like the scene that I wanted to be in. So I was like having these like back and forth and like maybe we should just leave and appease Helga or I don't know what Helga wants or yeah. just leave her alone because she's here with me and like we paid for this. Like I was just like very much perplexed. I didn't know what to do.
1: But then I also felt bad because... I I started to realize like okay this is not my thing this is not my scene but then I knew that was your scene and I could tell like you really wanted to enjoy yourself so I felt bad because I was like I don't want to take away from her experience like Mm -hmm. so let me try but those who know me know I can't fake my my face don't lie (laughs) if I don't like something it's gonna be written on my face as much as I try and so in that sense like I felt bad because I was like yeah I am here she brought me onto this, like this was supposed to be her thing. Like she's loving this. She's here with her friends. Like, I don't want me not enjoying it to take away from your experience. And I knew yeah. it It was, um, and it was going to, so I think it was like what day three when I think you kind of were just like, you know what? F I, it, I'm like.
0: going to just go off by myself. Yeah. And I left Helga and VIP. Like VIP was in nice little section all the way to the top. And I just like, went for it I was in the mosh pit dancing it was like raining I was like meeting strangers and I was having
1: so much fun she was like in a mosh pit of like (sighs) 3,000 people or something like there were so many people down there and when I tell you this is how you know I'm a good friend when I tell you I was all the way at the top and all you see is just sea of people sea of people and this was like where's Waldo but the version of like where's Mikey I was literally able to spot her and i have photos because i like zoomed all the way in and i remember the people i was with was like how the hell did you spot her in the (laughs) middle of that mosh pit and like kind of like mom mode kicked in and i was just like okay i need to make sure i keep an eye on her like the whole time and for hours like you were just down there doing your thing dancing and i was just like watching like
0: and like you had to realize that that was another eye-opening experience for myself because like um, as we had talked about, like that scene, especially as a black woman, there's not a lot of me mm-hmm. in it, and so for so long, like I never felt like I fit in there. That like that didn't belong to me. And this was the first time I felt welcomed and that I belonged and that this was my thing. And like that was the time I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna take ownership. Like this is my scene. This is what I like to do. Yeah. And then so we leave
1: Detroit
0: kind of rough around the edges because like we had all these emotions and things like that and we yeah. didn't really talk about them at the time we didn't
1: we definitely did it And and when we came back prior to movement i'd already made the decision to move
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: decision was impulsive uh so to say and i Super think it, impulsive. yeah so no i'm fault. a very but i'm a very impulsive person but i think there's you a difference are, between, but you are. so i'm impulsive but not reckless there's a difference you think i'm reckless whoa i wasn't saying all that i'm just saying like i'm impulsive i'm very impulsive but i still think things through if that makes any
0: sense um i think you're spontaneous i don't think you're impulsive i'm impulsive yeah okay yes agree because even if you decide to do something you with a thoughtful decision on to do something wild versus i'm more likely to be like Okay, let's just do it. You're like, mm, this sounds like a good idea. La, 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 la. Like this is random, but I thought about it. And we're gonna do it. Facts agreed. <laughs> um,
1: so I think in making not think in making that decision though on kind of that impulsivity that we did, we literally did, made the decision in one day. I hadn't really thought out the feelings um, that would come with that decision, yeah. and even like my family's uh, feelings and their thoughts and how they were gonna process information. I hadn't thought that all through um so there was a lot of domino of, like domino things that came after movement so our friendship was kind of like eh but eh. then it's like oh well we already decided on moving i'd already put in my my lease notifications. So you already like, started
0: moving you like i think you'd already like
1: packed up all your stuff already i think Didn't you were in you your mom's house Oh yeah, because I made the decision April first. Yeah, and you had to move I out, moved out by the out end May of April. Yeah. yeah, so I was already in the process, and it's like, oh, our friendship is—we came back from movement. It's like, like oh,
0: we're not the same person. How the hell are we gonna live together? Yeah, how is this
1: gonna work? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think that spiraled, and then like my family, which we're gonna dig into a little bit uh, more. Uh, hmm. oh, Alright, let's just let's do let's, it. Let's let's just tricky
0: okay so how do we even talk about this it's jesus such a, it's such a, so yeah how so again this is like how we each are very different and it was really interesting to see how our families because that's a big decision right for helga yeah. a when i moved to houston that tore my family apart like mm-hmm. they were re- like two years ago when i made that decision they were really mad like my mother was really upset how do you leave like immigrants i don't know anyone from immigrant background they don't really do the whole the kids grow up and move away thing it's more like (laughs) you grow up and you stay right here you know we take care of our elders like that's part of the immigrant nuclear family like Mm -hmm. and but american families like it's so normal for the kids to grow up and never come back home and so for us like deciding to leave boston move somewhere um, that we don't have family. I have an aunt here, but for the most part, most our nuclear family isn't here. is a really traumatic thing for them. Yeah. For a first generation immigrant, like
1: that's trauma that we inflicted um, on our families, like it or not. Yeah. But it was interesting to see. I mean, both of our. It's funny because my decision to move, although you were already living here, yeah, also affected your family in yeah. a big way. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that we both dealt with it was on different ends of the spectrum. So then we also realize the difference that we have Mm -hmm. in that, in that way as well. And then Mm -hmm. finding the balance. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, kind of like a quick little background, kind of like a quick little background, which is interesting because actually my sister doesn't live in, in Boston. She's been away for, since she was like 18, Mm -hmm. like she's always lived away. She lives down South, she lives in Tennessee, she's lived everywhere and that's fine. So for me, I'm the baby of the family. Um, and I'm kind of the foundation. Even though I'm the baby, I'm the foundation. I'm the one who keeps us together. Yeah. I'm like, she's how she's mom. Even no it? matter I'm, what I'm, she does, she's mom. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm the littlest one, but I'm literally <laughs> am the most reliable. Like I'm, I'm everything in the family. I keep us together, honestly. Um, and I have a brother who lives in Cave So my family is very scattered, which is why, like, I think I didn't think me moving to Houston was gonna be that big of a deal because I'm like, we're already scattered. We're not really like tight tight knit like it's gonna be fine so I make the decision to move and everything goes to shits (laughs) literally (laughs) literally so for me my biggest thing was um my brothers and sisters started to kind of like guilt shame me Mm -hmm. like oh you're leaving mom like and granted like I haven't lived with my mom since I was 19 yeah I think I lived with her like a year uh, somewhere in between my twenties, and then when I decided to move, I lived with her for like a couple of months just because I was, yeah, mm-hmm. moving here. So I never, li- I haven't lived with my mom since I was nineteen, but obviously I was always like in Massachusetts, close by or whatnot. So my brothers and sisters were like, "How can you leave her?" Et cetera, et cetera, and like putting a lot of guilt on me, like a lot of guilt, and that started to build up, and in feeling that guilt. I started to lose my shit because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process that guilt. And even in seeing my mom, when I made a decision and my mom's a very quiet, she's like me, a very quiet, doesn't really speak much person, but I could just see it, like see it in her face. And like in our conversations, like, It was hard for her like she's losing her baby in a sense Mm -hmm. um she's losing this person who me and my mom have a very very special relationship um and not to take away from the relationship she has with my siblings but our relationship is very different um we're very very close and we've been through a lot together so it's brought us even closer um, so I could just see it. And I remember one day I had a conversation with him in the car and I'm like, we need to talk about this. Like, you don't want to talk about the fact that I'm moving. You don't want to come to a realization that I'm moving, but I'm feeling all these things and I'm losing my shit because I don't know how you really feel. And she was like, you're leaving me. Like, I feel like I'm going to be alone. Can you imagine hearing your mom say yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Like, and I was just like, the guilt, the, the guilt. guilt, like, how do I process this? Especially
0: in- since you're somebody
1: who does
0: for so long you do everything for everyone else yes. Right. so it's like she's not like she's very new to the idea of chasing her own happiness and moving to houston was a huge demonstration of like you being like i'm gonna go for what makes me happy yeah but here was the number one person in your life being like yeah yeah guilting you a little bit and so I could not even like you Helga was like not herself so we get no. back and she was still flying back and forth because you had a work engagement yeah. and stuff. and she would come here and I'm like yo what is wrong with you girl oh. like you were like drinking a little I bit was. like and Helga doesn't drink like that like she yeah. doesn't and I saw her like taking chugs and stuff and she wanted to go out a lot and I was just like who where my friend go where my friend yeah. go
1: and you were, like, very emotional. And, and I and I was very snippy.
0: Snippy like, to snapping. Yeah.
1: So then that affected us because I, I was, like she said, I was still flying. I was coming in. And then I would come in in these weekends to, like, visit you for work. And all I wanted to do was drink and be out. And any little thing you said, I was, like, feisty and snippy. And it's because, like, I didn't know how to work through that guilt. And I don't even think, like, I th- mean you had conversations about it. But in that time and frame, I don't think you really understood where it's coming from yeah. and because like you said, like I'm a person who's always been kind of like a people's pleaser um, in a sense and always putting people's needs and desires before minds and mm-hmm. I've always been kind of on the backhand side. Um, in making that decision to move to Houston was the first time that I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to bring me happiness. Um, and in doing that, when people start guilt shaming you, you're like, you start to retract. It. Like, you're like, yeah, you're fighting. You're like, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. So for me in that time, I think the issue that I was having with us is that I didn't feel that you were sympathetic mm-hmm. to where I was coming from. And I wasn't in that moment because I had gone through that before. So
0: for me, um, deciding becoming a doctor i think i've mentioned this in the past and like moving to houston and things like that um once i graduated from dental school i was like i'm gonna start living life for me because mm-hmm. up until that point i had been in relationships and my family had had so much input on my life that i was like i don't care anymore. not that i don't care but like I did go off. Actually, I admit it. I went off the deep end and I was like, I don't care. I'm not Even if I love you, I'm not going to listen to you right now. I'm going to fiercely do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And like moving to Houston was part of that. I just packed up and left. Like everyone was pissed at me. And so I went from Again, when you're trying to find your bearings and say you're a complete people pleaser, sometimes when you, and once what I saw in Helga, what I had done when I saw in Helga is that you overshoot it, right? You overcorrect yourself. And I just became this, and in that moment, I was still in that place of like, I'm going to do what I want to do, even if it pisses people off, especially people that I love. And in my life so far, I've always kind of fought my parents or fought. Mm like always kind of I mean like I did do like become a doctor like they wanted me to but when it came to the nitty-gritty details of my life I made sure I was in control and so I was used to fighting my mom and fighting everybody else and people telling me they're mad at me I was like well whatever you'll get over it and so for me I think it was very hard for me to have sympathy for you in that moment because for so for a while I had already been uh, living a life where I was going to put what I wanted to do first even if people guilt-shamed me
1: yeah for sure and then in that time of me also going through that guilt shame and like okay i'm, I'm moving i'm leaving my family etc etc your family yeah it's, also was going through it of of my decision to move and i think that to me was completely unexpected because yeah. i didn't think my decision to move in no way was gonna put you through what you went through with your family yeah and decision. so let me explain that yeah. so
0: again immigrant family like they were okay Once they got over me living here, they were like, "Okay, you're an independent woman. You found a great job like that. that, At the end of the day, that's what they wanted for me. Right. And so when they saw me starting to glue myself to Helga, um, they were like confused. They're like, you're so independent. Like, why do you need this person so much when you don't need us? You know, like, I'm so fiercely independent from my family. They couldn't understand why did I need this other human. And being that, especially immigrants, I don't know about y'all, but I wasn't allowed to really have close, close, close friends like that. Like, I was friends with kids at school, and I would have some playtime. But for the most part, um, little friend? Why you need friend?
1: Yeah, Immigrants don't understand best friendship. That's just, like, not... No, they don't understand the depthness and, like what we had no people don't understand like they don't you just have exactly you just have friends be like oh go hang out with With your little little friends friends. like but that's it like
0: so to them it was just kind of like a smack in the face like you packed up and you left all of us yeah and then you need this person to come live with you Mm because i was at the point i was fighting them i'm like they're like why do you need her and i was just like this is my best friend and i feel like we can have the best life that we want to create and the aspects of her that I need to be a better person. She has them. And by living with her and her being in my circle in my life, I know I'm going to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was really hard for them to understand. And it got to the point where I i mean, she's my best friend. So I told her and it was hard for me because I didn't want her to carry that. But at the same time, I needed her to be there for me as a friend. So I told her and that, again, put a great rift because here she was,
1: um, like you can explain to them how you felt and what you were going through yeah i remember the day that you told me specifically and i remember it very vividly and it's crazy because even in thinking about it right now it makes me emotional oh um, me. stop <laughs> <laughs> so i remember specifically guys my eyes are getting watery oh. um so i remember specifically when you called because you called me and you were crying yeah and i was like what what's what's going on and you're telling me like Basically, your family is fighting you, and Mm -hmm. you had said like they wanted you to make a decision, like basically like choose between me and them. Yeah, and I remember you were like, you were telling me that you were gonna choose me, right? And in like in a sense, like I could I could see that that's where the conversation was going. And for me, I remember I was with a friend at the time, and I was like, I can't live with myself in knowing that I'm putting a rift between you and your family. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically telling. Uh, the friend that I was with at the time, I was like, as much as I love Mikey and I adore and I love the best friendship that we have, I will literally remove myself from this situation and not be her friend or not move to Houston. I remember saying that. If that's going to make her relationship with her family better. Basically, in a sense, I was like, I'm willing to remove myself and put you first so that you and your family can be okay i wasn't having it you you weren't but for me it goes (laughs) back to that whole thing of like i put people first and i want you know i don't want to cause any drama i was like yo that that's her mom that's her family like and then i was also hurt because i didn't understand like why they didn't why? like it It had nothing to do with you I know, but for me i was just like why don't they <laughs> like me like i love this like mikey i'm here to help push and elevate her and uh, all these things like that so for me it felt like a personal attack as well no, and i was, was just, just like, like like you were taking a spot
0: to them they were just feeling robbed that like you were taking a spot of the things that they wanted to do for yeah. me and whatnot and like my family's very supportive and so they just felt like pushed to the side and I wasn't having it guys like i was in like that's true best like memory, i was guys. like no they're gonna be mad yeah. they yelled at me but guess what they got over it they definitely did yeah. i stood my ground and eventually got over it and now they love helga and we're all good and like to me it was like if your family's like really ride or die for you they they'll get over it yeah. and in that moment i knew what was best for me and i saw the long term and yes it hurt and yes it was painful but you sometimes you have to take your emotions out of it and i needed to remove everybody's emotions out of the situation and i realized you moving here was the best thing for me yeah and boom and it has been and it has been our life is so much better our families are now chill our life is so good and we're becoming better human beings and at the end of the day now people are saying they're so glad that you're here with me and that i have somebody to help me out, and they're That's your. I son. know your mom and stuff is happy that, that I'm in your life as well. And we're Gucci, yeah. But that was hard it was in hard. the moment.
1: And I think the <laughs> biggest lesson from that was like in the way that your family reacted, you know, and like you said, feeling like I was robbing their space mm-hmm. was for you. I think, or you can speak to this, the lesson that you yeah. learned as well is that you needed to figure out how to create space for other people exactly, in yeah. your life as well, and mm-hmm. making sure that you were present for your family in a way that they also felt valid and needed and wanted. Yeah,
0: because in that moment it was like, okay, I overcorrected and I was like way too fiercely. I'm Mikey gonna do what Mikey wants to do. And in that moment I started to listen again and listen to the things that my mom was saying and my sister people were saying to me and starting to give people love and attention that apparently i wasn't doing and they didn't know how to properly ask me most people honest god don't know how to ask for what they need and so i had to really try to dial in and luckily now i have better relationship with my mother and my sister and my other family members because i started to listen a little bit more instead of just be like i'm gonna do what i
1: want to do yeah you know And for me, it was the opposite. It was like learning to shut off what everybody else wanted of Helga, Mm -hmm. what everybody else thought was best, and being like, no, this is what's good for me. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm finally choosing me first. Mm -hmm. Because for so long in my family, I always chose everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember I had to channel parts of you to speak up and use my voice. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I finally did use my voice, Things kind of blew up. <laughs> Definitely blew up. Blew up um, with my family. Um, but in things blowing up, it created a domino of amazing things to come to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I remember that day where I was just like, you know, it was my mom's birthday. Probably not the best time for uh, things <laughs> to blow up. Um, but it was my mom's birthday, and we were all together, like my brother and all that. And and for that month leading up to that, I was like, so I'm like the mediator in the family i gotta hear shit from everybody like from my sister from my mom from my brothers but nobody wants to go to the source of where the problem is so helga gotta deal with it all so annoying and, like, my, and then on the phone f- f- for hours just like, like listening to everybody else's problem
0: and then just yelling like so something helga likes to do when she i don't know you who haven't been doing this though what, what old helga like to do is say she had a problem with a water bottle that's over here <laughs> instead of telling the water bottle the problem she would just tell me so like, mur, 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 like yelling at me all day long but the same situation multiple times a day instead of going to the water bottle <laughs> and having one conversation with the water bottle and being done yeah and like so this is what she would do <laughs> for months She pretending that i was she was yelling at her brother to me She'd pretend that she was yelling at her brother to her mom and i was just like you know what like this is good practice and maybe one day she'll <laughs> tell them and
1: then when you did you popped off i did pop off um but it was needed like because for so long you was right like I, like this it was draining so mind you i'm trying to move i'm dealing with guilt i'm dealing with all this family drama and i'm just like what the hell so my mom's birthday comes we're all in a room together you can feel the tension nobody wants to say anything and Helga's trying to figure out what's going to go on with my mom and, you know, the nitty gritty of those details of like my mom was in a house at the time, all those things like that, that were happening. She was out of work, etc. cetera. Um, so finally I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this <laughs> literally just like that. And I was like, well, my mom, I literally, I remember I was like, well, my mom doesn't want to say anything. So I'm going to say something. And I literally uttered the words, I'm going to be the bad guy in this situation. I remember saying, I was like, I'm going to be the bad guy in this situation. But I was like, it's fine. And I let them have it. Like Helga's moving to Houston. We need to figure out what's going on with my mom. I'm not the only child here. First of all, I'm the baby of the family. So if anything, my older siblings should be taking responsibility. And this is not all going to be on me. Like y'all not going to guilt me into saying I'm leaving mom and mom. Like what's going to happen with her it's when all there's on your back? Yeah, when there's four of us. Like no, it's not going to be on my back. And yeah, things popped off and things were rough. Um, but in me finally stepping up and seeing something like now my mom, you know, she's retired. She has moved back home to K She's building a house. The house is actually almost done. And in that whole chaos that happened. And yes, it was very uncomfortable for a couple of months my family has healed in a certain sense it's
0: amazing they never used to talk to each other yeah now she's going to your
1: sister's house all the time you're able to heal with your sister exactly um you're talking
0: about your brother and you guys are just like her mom's able to like bounce around yeah like my mom's living this
1: beautiful life now like yeah she got to spend like a couple of months like yeah my sister's house she's been to caveurge she was in germany she's going to my sister's in a couple weeks like And finally, in me stepping up and also telling my brothers and sisters, like, y'all not going to put everything on me. I'm not going to be the problem solver in this family. And explaining to them that, like, I've had very in-depth conversations with my mom and my sister and my my brothers. Like, we're a family that for so long, like, there'd be an issue and we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to talk about it. But there's an issue. And we just want to talk to each other, but we never want to talk. Like, if it's an issue that I have my brother, nobody wants to go to my brother and, and talk to him about it. Or my sister, et cetera. We just, like... Something happens, we brush it away, but then that resentment stays there or that anger stays there for so long. And finally, like in being friends with you and learning like, no, we need to talk about our problems. We need to address it. We need to talk about the negative. We need to talk about the good. Like we can't just ignore things because you don't heal. You don't grow. And in our relationship, in our friendship, I've learned that so much and I finally brought that to my family. Like, okay, we have a problem, let's address it. Let's address it so we can move past it. and i think that's the biggest thing for me that i've learned it's like it sucks sometimes to talk about the bad it you sucks have to too, have uncomfortable yes.
0: situations and yeah. your life is not going to get better unless yeah. you're willing
1: to sit in the mud with the people
0: that you have to yeah. like go through things with um, and it's like
1: you can't avoid uncomfortable situations just for temporary peace because no. it's literally just that it's going to be temporary, temporary peace. yeah
0: so we have that whole situation pops off starts to feel better um, my sister lived with us for a little while. That was interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think shout out to Vanessa. Shout out to Vanessa. We
1: definitely bonded. That was it. Was actually beautiful. That out. was very
0: interesting for me. Um, I know you weren't thinking I was going to bring this up. No, I did <laughs> it. I don't think we outlined. No, we yeah. didn't outline didn't it, but it this. came to my head. Um, it was very interesting. So my mm. sister and I were five years apart. My little baby sister. Um, a lot of this podcast, I do it for her because she has had a lot of best friend issues and listening to us and watching us it helps her realize like she deserves more Mm -hmm. from other people and sometimes it's very hard when people you're trying to be great and other people are hating on you those are not your friends they're little haters anyway so vanessa came to live with us for a little while and i realized like how haitian i was in that moment because she came to live with me and i was like here vanessa like here's food here's shelter We gave her clothes like because like it was really hot here and Helga has tons of clothes and she was like letting vanessa play with them and take a bunch home thank you
1: um but it was very
0: hard i don't know why it became like very i realized in that moment that like i needed to I thought of myself as a provider, but there was some, a lot of emotional and and connection missing in my relationship with my sister. Mm-hmm. And Helga was doing it. And I was also going through a hard time. So at that point when my sister was here, um, I was also going through this idea that I needed to leave my job. I was in a very toxic work environment mm-hmm. and I needed to leave and that was stressful. So I would go to work all day be in a toxic environment come home my sister was here and i wanted to hang out with her but i was kind of still stuck in my toxicness and luckily helga was here during the day and around and she could provide and nurture my sister but i didn't really have any nurturing to give and that was very hard to watch you guys connect and bond and be nurtured and me not having any of that to give yeah that was very difficult and I
1: think I felt it a little bit I mean we never talked about it but I think I felt a little bit in because I I didn't want you to feel like I was attempting to take your place like as a sister I just wanted it to be like yo like that's my best friend's little sister like so in a sense like she's gained another sister in me and I just hope to be there for her in and you know add to what you already had with her and just being like an extension of you yeah like an additional person that she has to come to come to but you're right like i think we definitely did connect like you said you were more the provider like here's home shelter and for us it was you know at first she was very quiet and but i was able to break that barrier and we were actually able to talk and connect and and, you know help her through what she was going through at the time
0: yeah because like i felt like such a like, I know, like, Vanessa loves me. And even after this whole month, like, she was, to that day, our relationship is better because she came and spent that time with mm. me. But, like, I also, like, deep down inside, I felt like such a shitty, like, sister. Because I was like, why am I not able to nurture her the way that Helga can nurture other people? And that's something that we've come to realize that we're different and not like yes i'm extroverted i'm giving and i'm fun and stuff like that but i don't know what's like that's something that i'm working on right now like why don't i have this extra nurturing piece sometime or in some of it when i meet other haitian people and things like that it does stem a little bit from that yeah. where our version of love is providing taking care of basic needs and stuff and that i have to like step out of my body and work a little bit harder to like do that emotional work but be you've there. become a,
1: a lot a lot better like really? you've yeah for sure Aww. like um yeah like i'm very much like the caretaker the nurturer and things like that and and you you can definitely see it that you're more caring, more nurturing, even in, like, me being sick a couple weeks ago, like, you know, um, you've definitely have become well more aware of, of, I'm trying to think of, like, the right word, um, -hmm. but, yeah, you're, you, you've, trying to, how to explain it, I'm trying to find, like, an example in my head, but, I can't think of it right now, but I I can see it. you. I'm more attentive. I've definitely become more attentive. Yes, you are.
0: Um, It was not easy, you know, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Helga, you know, I mean, her being in my space, she's been a very attentive roommate. There's so much that she does for me, she doesn't have to do. You know what I mean? Like, I'll come home sometime. She makes my bed. She puts dishes away. um, She while so i ended up leaving my job and i don't know Mm -hmm. we'll talk about this on another podcast um and i was going through it because i at one point was working at a different office every day and some of those offices i had to drive an hour and a half to get to so drive an hour or something like that work all day and drive another like i didn't have anything in me at the end of the day and she would do these little things for me Um, to keep my spirits up and that makes me emotional because like you know like it's such a little thing but like Mm. it was like yo I got you
1: yeah you know little notes like little (laughs) notes and like would
0: make my lunch sometimes and things like that and like you have no idea
1: those little things like got me through oh my god now I'm getting emotional. (laughs) (laughs) see this is the nurturing side of her coming out you
0: know and it like it warmed my heart and it made me softer in a way that I needed to be soft because like I don't want to say I've been fighting, but girl, like my whole life, I have been fighting. You have been fighting, yeah. You know what I mean? I have to fight to be heard, fight to be seen, fight to be appreciated. And like, you know, situation with my boss, I ended up leaving because like I was fighting for others. And in that, moment when i decided to stand up for yeah. other people he started to treat me like shit yeah. and like so when you're always fighting sometimes it's hard to like be soft again and yeah i would come home and you would teach me to be soft and i thank you for that That's so hard. much yeah. and
1: it was it was hard because like and it was hard on our french on our friendship during that time and i think this is a uh sees another episode that we've outlined that we want to talk about because yeah. it goes so much deeper um but yeah you were in a hole like you were in a black hole like yeah. and it was hard for me as your friend like and so for people who know me like i'm a very positive optimistic sometimes a little too much uh person a lot. and yeah like i always see the good in everything like even if shit's bad like okay we're gonna wallow in five minutes and then, like okay we're getting over it <laughs> so it was very hard for me because it's like you would come home and it was just like a black cloud like walking into the door, mm-hmm. and. I felt like in a certain way, like I felt useless. Cause I was like, I don't know how to help this person. Like, yeah. like it was hard. And she was, was so hard. happy
0: that it was hard for me to be around her. Yeah. I just like, I needed to wallow and she was just so happy. So I'd come home and just run to my room. Cause I was yeah.
1: like, I can't do the happiness thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and at the time too, like I had just moved here. So I think like a misconception from that was that like, so you're very much an extrovert. I'm very much an introvert. So I had just moved too. And I was like, you know, when you just first move to a city, you want to be out. You want to get in the scene. You want to do all these things. So for yeah. me, like I wanted to be out. I went to these things. And the thing is with Mikey is that when she's going through her things, she actually re- retreats. So Massively. for most, yeah. So for most people, when they're going through their things, you know, they want to drown themselves in partying and liquor and friends Not and about all these that things. And Mikey's the complete opposite. When she's going through her things, she wants to like be in her room. Like <laughs> she just want to see people. She want to talk to people. And none of that. So for me, it was also hard because at the time I was like, okay, I'm I'm in great spirits. Like I'm new to Houston. I need to go explore the scenes. see was out there, blah blah mm-hmm. And this chick's like comes home and she's just and like at first I would try to go out
0: with her, but then like I'd be like resting bitch face the entire time and like or leave early or like I started like being like <laughs> <laughs> we we're doing so, so- well, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and then so like let's get back on track. So I leave my job and then we had a routine so at this point so something Mm -hmm. big helga introduced to my life is having a routine and doing the same thing every day and i stink at that that's not my jam very like productive person but routine Mm -hmm. is not my jam anyway so the whole month of august we had a routine We both end up going on cruises. We'll talk about that some other time. Hot mess. And then Helga was just kind of gone most of the fall traveling. So she wasn't really here. And that was when it was really hard for me because we had established this routine. And then she was gone. So I went back to my like whimsical ways. And it was really hard at first because I had attached our routine to her. So when
1: she was here, I was just a Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. So, yeah. So for me routine is like important to me it's not routine in the sense of like having to do the same thing every day but like for example like working out like things like that yeah. to me were so integral um and yeah so for the entire fall i was traveling for work so i was barely home i think i was home like on mm-hmm. weekends like if that um and you were also going through it you were still going through it you were still kind of yeah like <laughs> you were still going through it and i wasn't here i wasn't present um, no. so i know those couple of months like september like yeah the entire fall was like very very difficult very difficult and
0: so but eventually um i learned that i needed to set my routine for myself and Mm -hmm. i started to do that and started to exercise and do my own thing and then my work thing kind of i stopped because like i said at one point i was going somewhere different every day every week i was temping it was insane and then eventually started leveling off and becoming more consistent and then Um, we really weren't together again uh consistently like we had your birthday time but that was like a week you were here
1: yeah so i i wasn't really present till january yeah because like the whole september fall so guys like our
0: podcast is so recent like these things are things that just happened and then like so when helga came back from Cape Verde. oh my god i don't even know how to like we even want to get into this
1: right now i That's mean we lot. have to because it kind of wraps it all up okay you're right okay so yeah so i was gone most of fall gone most of fall
0: but still we had been talking and doing working on our friendship i mean we were still in contact yeah
1: we were still in contact we still communicated we, we talked then, a lot actually i went to k-verd i was with my family um and the thing is that people need to understand i think to kind of give a little bit of uh context is Kind of like I mentioned before, my family, we're very, like, don't get us wrong. We all love each other, but our way of showing love is very, very different. We're Mm -hmm. not a very, like, affectionate, hugging, like, we know we love each other, but we're not that family, that Mm -hmm. tight-knit, like, OMG family, like we sit and we joke and and we do our own little thing and we don't really talk yeah
0: you guys like i mean helga you can know this from her personality she's not a very kissy affectionate like she'll write you notes she'll do things for you like she'll demonstrate that she loves you but she's not gonna come squish you yeah and i demonstrate my
1: love in very like, different ways you like
0: wow i'm very affectionate like i'm very huggy and kissy and like no like yeah. that's not true so gift. for
1: me my way of showing love is like doing things like yeah. acts of service gifts like i'll write you notes i do the little things so yeah. for me showing love is in doing the little things that like make your life easier and mm-hmm. and yeah i'm not the one and then when people start to get mushy i'm like <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. like even like when you do it like at first like now i've become you can, can more, handle it i can handle it. before like when you hug me it'd be like this is awkward. Just like, so weird and that was like me. such a big
0: issue because i was like I was like, "Oh, like, why are you like so awkward? Like, say we're like watching so a movie. Awkward. She'll like, she'll do this. Like, she'll, like, Hi. She, like, oh. she like doesn't even know how to properly so like put her hands on another human being. I'm I better." Like, you are better you're still a little awkward you pull the weird <laughs> awkward thing on me the other day I was like stop that's the thing it's so hard not to call it out because it's so weird
1: but then it's so weird because when I try and be <laughs> affectionate or show and you're like oh you're being so then it's like you call me out on this so and then I'm like retract retract, retract. I know like, and now stop. I just
0: try to like be quiet because I'm sometimes
1: I'm like, random just be like I love you or be like like just hug you and you're like it oh? feels weird because
0: i've known hugo for a while now and she's never been like that and then all of a sudden she's like trying and it's been beautiful to watch yeah. you try to be more affectionate because yeah. um, you should show affection to your friends you should love them you should like I, don't, I do i just show you in a very very different way i know but you have to realize like so the way that you show love is doing little things and yeah I used to date someone in the past that was like that, but at first that type of love did not yeah. register to me. And in my relationship with you, I realized, oh my god, that's like, a, that's really a thing. Like, oh my god, like folding my laundry means I love you. Yeah. To me, old Mikey, my past relationship would have been like who fucking cares like you just did the laundry i because i grew up with a grandmother thank god who did all these little things for me out of love but i never i was i took it for granted that that she was doing it because she loved me not just because she was doing it and so like i've learned now to do little things for love as well
1: You do. You, like, buy cards now. (sighs) Guys. Mikey never, like, so, like I said, back to, like, I do the little things. Like, cards are very important to me. Like, doing little things. So sentimental. And now she'll, like do it what did you do you did something the other day and i can't remember i mean valentine's day was super cute that was super cute i was surprised i came home like <laughs> a balloon <laughs> a card a unicorn i definitely wasn't expecting it because i i had gone out and got you a gift like <laughs> and i wasn't expecting and, and i don't i didn't need you to yeah but for me you know like i i made you, like i had it all thought out for like but it's, weeks. Like, ex-
0: it's like that's like yeah. a part of your brain you have to exercise yeah like, so now i didn't know how much fun it is to surprise yes. people it's so much fun. like i i never knew that before because i never really got surprised before and helga now surpri- surprised me so much so now i'm like always ticking like how can i surprise this person yeah. and now it's like funny we'll talk about it in dating like i want to do that stuff but then you realize other people aren't used to yeah. it that yeah. level and then they're like what the hell is wrong with this exactly
1: girl? and i'm just like oh my god this is It is. it is it's so much fun like for me doing the little things for people when they least expect it and like seeing their faces like that to me is like amazing because like you can for me personally like yeah you can tell someone you love them you can kiss them hug them whatever it is and yes that's important don't get me wrong but for me it's like the attentiveness yeah like so for me the key thing is like attentiveness and that's why like you always say like oh i can't tell you you can never mention what you want because I'm gonna remember and like buy, go it, buy it or something. Go buy it. But like that to me is like what I find so important.
0: Yeah, and so now I'm like listening more and I'm like, hmm,
1: hmm,
0: and I'm like doing it and it's just like really cute because yeah. I would have never been like that before. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so so like going back, so for my family, like she was saying, like we're not that like mushy type family. So in going back home and spending uh, time with my mom and like my brother, I kind of retracted back to that non mushy person that I think I was starting to develop in our friendship. Yeah. I kind of like retracted back to like old Helga and my old ways of like, you know, I sit and I joke with my family, but we don't really talk about how we feel. Like, you know, so that's the biggest part is that you stop talking about how you felt. Yes. And then so
0: Helga comes back, and something that um, makes us different, another thing is that. I don't really think before I speak. I'm getting better at it, which it makes me a great podcaster because you're getting great <laughs> live material. doesn't make
1: good <laughs> in real life. <laughs> but in real
0: life, it gets me in a lot of trouble. I just like, I have a sharp tongue and it's witty and it's fast and it doesn't always think things through. It's just like whoosh. Yeah. And Helga's the opposite. So she yeah. thinks about everything. So then she, she came back and we were getting into snippy little arguments because I would just be saying things and thinking that I'm funny. And she would overthink i think you were overthinking though why would she say this yeah like
1: hypersensitive yeah um to the things you were saying and it it was starting to like like and i wasn't speaking up about it yeah so it was starting to like pile up like underneath the rug like
0: my like mm, and then on top of it you'd be like i let you do what you want i let you do it and to me when she kept saying that i'm like well in my head like if you don't like what i'm doing like you're my main like ride or die like you should be telling in my head i was like you should be telling me like why are you just letting me do like i ain't letting you just act stupid so why are you letting me act stupid yeah and like we (laughs) like i said we didn't talk all the january lies we spoke (laughs) we were just very uh we were like
1: just roommates i
0: guess we were just roommates i'd come home and come to my room (laughs) facts
1: and and the thing that people need to understand about me is that I can become very indifferent very quickly. And yeah. my indifference is like cold. And she like, like so Game of Thrones cold, like so winter bad. is coming.
0: I'm not like that. If yeah. I'm having an issue with someone, I need to like deal with it to like, so we're having this like cold war in the house basically helga i would come home helga's just watching tv ignores me coming inside (laughs) i'd be like helga and she's like "Hmm."
1: you would literally walk in the house so like as you can see our living room and kitchen's (laughs) all attached so she would literally like walk in i'd be on the couch and she'd be like hey i wouldn't even look at her i'd be like hi (laughs) and then i would just act like fine like and then she would just like go in her room and And, for me like cry oh damn yeah (laughs) And for me, I was just indifferent. Like I,
0: yeah, it is what it is. Basically, like I and can be very
1: nonchalant. And like once I like it's it's bad. Don't get me wrong. Like we're laughing about it, and it but was it's something that funny. I'm working on. It because, was like, not funny. Yeah, like I understand I can't be that way. And it's it was a big lesson too that I had to learn. Like how my indifference feels to other people. Um, and was, I had to learn, like, I can't be so cold. I can't no, like just see if you love out. someone like yeah. it was
0: h- hurting me so bad. I was like, how can you live in this house with me and be so OK with not talking to me? Yeah. It was driving me insane. Jeez. And I literally I think I got to a point where I was like, I am going to torch everything in this house. <laughs> and, you know, me getting mad is not normal. Like, I don't I'm not I don't I don't really resort to anger, but I was so mad. I was like, how can you be so OK with this? And I was. <laughs> she was she was
1: perfectly fine just watching probably like staring away all watching not ever want to talk to me right now no
0: nah, they'll, they'll still want you <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys i've gotten better yeah, like i those.
0: haven't gotten to this far deep in the podcast yet yeah <laughs> i <I've>, uh, <laughs> on dirty laundry just listen to best scenes with <laughs> benefits
1: Ooh, but yeah it was it, yeah and i think but then i i started to see 'Cause I think I was the one that reached out to you first. I wrote you the note.
0: You did write me a note. So
1: I think okay, so this I think we need to I mean this Jessica, as you yeah. we mentioned, we'll talk like about the best friend that got her, in, yeah. she was very pivotable. Piv why can I say pivotal. This word today? pivotal in um, us not killing each other? Um, in being a mediator in the situation. So um we'll get into that in another episode. Yeah. But with her help, she was the thing i love about jessica is that she's both of our best friends yeah. and she was able to listen to me and be like yo helga like you you're, you're fucking up basically you and know? me too she told it's me i was fucking yeah. up too for both of us and she be like, like y'all need to talk she didn't like divulge stuff and whatnot
0: she was just like y'all she didn't pick sides need yeah. to talk she un-
1: she understands both of us and understands how different we are. Yeah. And she's able to be like, okay, you know, this is how Mikey thinks. And this is how you think. So maybe you should, you know, try X, Y, and Z and et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So finally she was like, and she, I remember her telling me like, yo, like y'all can't be in the house like this. Like y'all need to talk. Yeah. And she kept telling me like, you need to talk. Cause for me, I was just like, we can keep going like this for months. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you guys need to talk. I so I remember I was like. Okay, but then like my pride and ego is like, I'm not just gonna go up to her and be, Like we need to talk. Like that's just not me. So I was like, okay, let me write her a note. That's kind of like my thing, notes, guys. Um, so if I like you and you start y- and you start getting notes, you, you know, I really <laughs> like you. So I remember I wrote you like a, it was very short, a little note, but you weren't home, and yeah, I just left, you it left it on your bed. pillow, and yeah. I was like, hey, uh, I think I, what I say, I still love you and care for you. Let's talk sometime this week. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the, you wrote me a note back. I wrote
0: went her back. And then we got mediated by Jessica. And we'll talk about that sometime maybe. Yeah. But, but basically the mediation and the whole, like what we learned was that like, because we're so, up, so be- because we thought we were so similar, we thought we were doing the same thing to each other when really we were doing opposite things to mm-hmm. each other and we weren't understanding where the other person was coming from. So if yeah. you think you're the same as a person and, you know, Helga knows that she could not talk to somebody for months and she's probably thinking that I could not talk to someone but not yeah. knowing that she was actually hurting me mm-hmm. and making the situation worse. So now, like, through that mediation, she knows, like, yo, we learned that, like, if we're having an issue, oh, man, it's if okay. we're having an issue, we, I need it to be resolved or i'm gonna start breaking apart yeah you know what i mean yeah. and she knows that she can't like just ignore, ignore the or, issue
1: yeah
0: um and then i learned that i needed to watch my mouth and i need to think before i speak mm-hmm. and maybe like like a lot of things i say are not funny even though most of them are <laughs> but like you know what I mean? and i learned but it was crazy because for that first month at first i was like okay you don't like what comes out of my mouth i just stopped talking yeah you did
1: stop talking i just stopped
0: talking yeah. Yeah. And, like, because I was, like, so not used to, like, thinking about everything before I came out of my mouth. Yeah. And that also wasn't okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And
1: it was, like, so we had to, like, I don't know how we did it, but we just, like, kept living. Yeah. I think definitely, like, Jessica was, like, so yeah. important to that in helping us see where our differences were. Yeah. And how we could tailor our friendships. With, okay, this is how Mikey is. This is how Helga is. Yes, mm-hmm. the, these are our differences, but where can we somewhat compromise or make adjustments to better fit into what you needed as a best friend and mm-hmm. what I needed as a best friend? Yes, exactly. And that month literally could have broken us apart. Because oh, I remember thinking, like, I don't know if I told you. I think I did tell you this, or maybe I didn't. Uh, I remember thinking, like, okay, this is January. I was like, okay, our lease is up in, in June. And I was already thinking ahead to, like, I don't think I can live with this girl come June. See, I didn't even go there. Oh, I'm, I did. How oh, dare oh, you? I, I, Jessica can. I think I. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I talked to Jessica about this. I, I literally was like, come June, I don't even think I can live with this person no more. Like, I was like, I can't with her, but I didn't go all the way there. Oh, but I was I like, went I was all like the way I'm like over her. But y'all don't understand when I become like. <sighs> she was really about to cut me off. See, I'm I'm unconditional lover you're a
0: conditional lover
1: that's a lie though because
0: i'm I'm kidding i'm kidding yo you saw that (laughs) i literally was about to be like you you see you see how fast the switch up was y'all think she like sugar spice everything guys you saw that? you saw her eyeballs
1: i mean my thing I'm is i'm so that, glad they're
0: seeing it i can
1: cut off people very quickly yeah um and become Hong Kong but it's we not can. because like i don't love them or i'm not hurt or something but mm. i think i've just gone to a place where i'm very protective of my energy and my mm-hmm. happiness my space and sometimes to an extreme mm-hmm. um and it's like i have to find that balance yeah so yeah. to
0: wrap this up so it's like okay so now we are so good We know that we're different and we're still exploring those differences. But yeah, and it's so cool because now, like, I think since we had that conversation, the biggest thing I've seen in you is that A, you speak your mind. Mm-hmm. You do what you want to do. yeah, um, You go where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You're not waiting on me to yeah. do things with you. You're just doing them yourself. And that's, uh, that makes me very happy because like that's what I wanted for you and to move here. It's yeah. like, you're not, at first, yeah, you were joining me and joining my life, but now you have your own life space here, and your here. space yeah. and your own people and the things you like to do. And if I don't want to go work out, she's going to go do her third workout of the day. Who cares? You know what I mean? Before she'd be really pissed at me, but it's like, yo, you <laughs> like to work out because you like to work out. I like to work out just to be hot. Yeah. Like in like, my, yes, I do like it at times, but like, that's your thing. Yeah. Same way techno and dancing and like whatnot. I go to my spots. I've made lots of new friends, um, in the last, like our social circle, between you and I has exploded yeah. over the last like two three months we have so many people and we can bring them all together and we can all hang out with them and
1: it, it's so much fun yeah. you know what I mean um, so yeah so in essence we're different we're um, different but our difference is what brings us closest together and yeah. we, yin and yang and I love it I love it I get to yeah. be a little like you you're a little bit like me fucks yeah and we become better human Counter- beings because of it
0: Balance. that's all
1: it is oh my foot is like asleep all right we're, we're we're done with this topic we're done
0: i think we're done yeah we like went through it felt therapeutic <sighs> I'm sure did
1: we came out on the other side stronger and better yeah so, and it just
0: tells you like oh we need more like you need people that aren't just like you that i just agree with you because like if we have a conversation most of the time we're not going to agree yeah. and that's cool
1: yeah it makes you better facts so thanks for listening uh hopefully you guys learn a lot more about us as individuals and see how that's important to a best friendship yes um and yeah a lot more to come this season we have such a fun
0: season i hope you guys like this we love to hear feedback feedback what you guys want us to chat about anything you have questions about um let us know let us know till next time toodles skirt skirt